0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Rabbi Karanofsky and I'm with the Denver Community Call. In this week's episode it's titled, Ramchal's Essay on Hope. How it is that this generation will merit to bring the Mashiach. This is a topic that needs a lot of discussion, a lot of understanding. Many people want to know why our generation, which is definitely not the highest of all generations, if we compare ourselves to the previous days, the Kabbalists, the Arizal, Chavetz Chaim, the Rishonim, Moshe Rabbeinu, Rabbi Akiva, they didn't bring Mashiach, and somehow we are expected to bring the Mashiach. How's it possible? What are we bringing to the table? And the Ramchal has an amazing essay on this, which talks all about hope and how, why hope is what we do bring to the table. Let's dive into this amazing topic. So let's start off with a question. We find that many, many commandments that we do are Zeicher Li Tzies Mitzrayim reminding ourselves of the fact that we left Egypt. We left Mitzrayim, and we do so many mitzvahs which all remind us about this thing that we left Mitzrayim. And the and it's mentioned so many times in the Torah. We left Mitzrayim, we left Mitzrayim. This is because we left Egypt. This is because we left Egypt. Why is it such a big deal? Now, of course, it's a big deal, because if we wouldn't have left Egypt, we would still be in exile today under the leadership of power or his descendants. So, of course, it's a big deal that we merited to come in. But is there not a seeming overfocus on this topic, on this point that we left Mitzrayim? It seems to be like the focal point of the Jew that we have to remember. Every day in the Kriyoshma, we say twice a day, remember that we came out of Egypt. Why does that have to be at the forefront of our consciousness? What is the secret of leaving Mitzrayim? So let's go into the topic of hope and we'll come back from here to try and understand what leaving Mitzrayim has to do with all this topic. So the Ramchal has a short essay. It's a two-page essay where he discusses hope and what it is and what it should be doing, and he says like this: God created the world. The first thing that was said was "baracious bara elikim." In the beginning, God created. Says the Ramchal, very cryptic words: ain racious ela tikva." Beginning in this context means hope. When it says, "In the beginning, God created, what that means is He created hope. He created Tikva. What on earth does that mean? What does Boratius have to do with hope? What is the Hebrew word of Tikva? What does that mean? What does it have to do with What does all this have to do with the creation of the world? He goes on to explain that the root of the word "tikva, the Hebrew word for hope, the root of it is kav. Kav means a line. And he says the difference between a line and a circle, that a circle just goes round and round within itself. You can never get out of the circle. You just keep on circling like a concentric circle. A line gives somebody the ability to be in one place and to be connected to something in a different place. A line could go through any barrier. As long as the line cuts through it, the line could go through anything. There's no limit to where a line could take a person to. If we would say it in a different context, a line has something to do with infinity. Infinity is something that goes forever, that has no end. A circle has an end. It goes round and round and is inherently limited within what it is. A line keeps on going. A line goes and goes and goes and goes to infinity. It's never going to stop. The word tikva, the word hope, really means a line. The root of the word tikva means a line, And the reason why hope has to do with a line is because like this, Hashem is infinite. He created us finite human beings. He placed us in a physical finite world. What hope do we have to be infinite? What hope do we have as human beings to be connected to infinity, to be part of God's picture, to be, to transcend, to go beyond this world? Where does our hope come from? And the answer is that there's a line. There's a vital, fundamental line. That Hashem threw us a lifeline. And He says, if you hold on to this line and you follow it, you're connected to Me. That means that even though you're in a finite world, so long as you're holding on to the rope, you are connected to what's at the end of the rope. And there is no end of the rope because it goes on forever. Our connection to infinity is because Hashem gave us a lifeline. The lifeline he gave us is he gave us guidelines, how to live in this world. And he says, if you follow the rules, if you follow the guidebook, how I told you how to live in this world, you are on the line. And if you're on the line, you're infinite. Yes, you're finite. Yes, you're in a finite world, but you're on a line and the line breaks any barrier. You're connected, you're on a path and you could just climb up this rope Every day you can take another step on this rope to get closer and closer and closer back to me, back to God, back to infinity, back to a reality that's eternal. So long as we're off the line, we're finite, and if we're finite, we're limited, which means at some point it's going to come to an end. and Then it's truly sad, and there is no hope. There's no hope for somebody that's not holding on to the line. Somebody fell off a cliff, somebody throws him a lifeline, a rope, and he holds on to it, he has hope. To survive, He has hope to get to the top of the cliff to be lifted up. The second he leaves go of the line, he's lost hope. He's gone. Tikva means the line because what gives us hope is the line. The fact that Hashem gave us a lifeline. He gave us a rope. Hold on to this and climb up. And you will find your way to eternity. This is the hope that we have. Boratius means Tikva. When Hashem created the world, He created the world with hope. To get back to where the world came from Hashem created a limited world Barashas in the beginning He created something very finite But he gave this very finite thing Hope To get to somewhere infinite Because that's really where we want to get to Because infinite is eternity And we want to be eternal people Barashas means Tikva He created the world with a path That we could hold on And we can get back to where everything came from The world to come Eternal life Blessed, a blessed life, a life of connection with Baruch That's what it means that Barashas is Tekvah. What does it mean in this, concept, in this context of doing Teshuvah? Teshuvah means to return, where are we returning to? If we understand it like this, it means that we're returning back to our lifeline. When a person sins, what he's doing is he's leaving go of the line. If we would have spiritual eyes, we would see that when we do a sin, when we go against God's will, we'll leave and go. Because he said, follow the rules, and then you're holding on to this line. But if you leave go, you go against my will, you're off the line. Essentially, the person just did spiritual suicide. Teshuvah means to repent and to return. Hold back on, go back to the root. Because if you go back, you have hope. Yes, you sinned. Yes, we made a mistake. But there's hope. It's not over. It's not over. You could still hold on, and then you're connected once again to infinity. That's the beautiful concept of Teshuvah. In one second, you could just realign yourself and be back and holding on to something where the other end of that is where everything came from. Hold on, you're connected. Don't hold on, it's all over. The Rambam under Maimonides talks about how the Jews, before they came to Egypt, things were going down and down and down and they were forgetting the legacy that Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov taught them. The belief in God, the Amunah and Hashem, and they were slowly being forgotten. They were starting to serve idol worship again. And it was almost all over. Which means, in this understanding, that we were almost totally had let go of the line. And if we leave go of the line, there's no hope. And Hashem said, I'm going to put you in Egypt, and I'm going to give you a fresh start. I'm going to get to the core of the Jew. You're going to be enslaved in a country which isn't yours, and then you're going to be reborn. And when you leave Mitzrayim, I'm going to take you out of there and place you once again at the beginning of a brand new line. You're going to come out of Egypt and you're going to be on a new line with new hope. And I'm going to give you the Torah. You're going to come out of Egypt, realigned, ready to receive the Torah, and you're going to be eternally bound to this line that will take you back to where and connect you and take you back to where you're supposed to come from. When we left Mitzrayim, when we left Egypt, what was really going on was new hope. New hope means a new line. Hashem said, I'm taking you once again. I'm putting you on a place where if you follow the rules, if you follow what I'm telling you to do, to follow the way I tell you to live, you will once again be back on this line. The reason why leaving Mitzrayim is such a big deal because when we leave Mitzrayim, when we left Egypt, we once again had hope. We almost lost hope Because we were totally off the line When we were taken out of Egypt What we're saying to ourselves Every day when we remind ourselves Is that every day I need to put myself on this line That I was placed on when I left Egypt When I was taken out of its rhyme I was placed on a line The Torah line That will take me back to Ensof will take me back to infinity And that's what I want to connect to every day Because that's our only hope That's our Tikva Says the Ramchal An amazing beautiful thing He says, as the generations decline, we're born further and further on this line, but further down on the line. It's unraveling. We're getting to the bottom of the rope. Every generation that is born is further down on the rope. But here's the beautiful thing. It doesn't matter. Because if we're holding on to the same rope that our fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers held on, then we're connected to the same Ein Sof, the same infinity, and we have the same hope that they had. Not just are we connected to the same rope that they were connected to, but we're doing something bigger. Because we're further down on it and we're still holding on. The people at the top of the rope, it was much easier for them to hold on because they were so close to what was at the other end. We are so far away. We don't even know. We have no concept. We're so spiritually limited in our understanding and our comprehension of what we're connected to. And we still hold on. We're still holding on to this rope. We still have hope. There's hope for every Jew. There's no such thing as a Jew losing hope. All he's got to do is return to this lifeline. You may be at the bottom of it. You may be at the very, very other end of the rope. But so long as we're holding on, it doesn't matter. We're connected to the same place that they were connected to. And we can bring Mashiach. Because we, even though we're so far down, we still are on track to get back to where we came from. We're on the same track. Even though we're further, we're still holding on. And if we're on the line, we have tikvah. If we have hope, we're going to get back. And if we get back, Mashiach will come. We say every day in the davening, we say over the shira, the song that they sang when they left Mitzrayim, when the splitting of the sea. And we say, Hashem yimloch l'olam va'ed. The climax of the song, the climax of the shira, is Hashem yimloch l'olam va'ed. Hashem will rule forever and ever. The commentaries question and they want to know, why do we say it in a future tense? Why do we say, Hashem yim loch le'olam Hashem will rule forever and ever. Why don't we say, Hashem melech olam Hashem is the king forever. Hashem is the king today forever. The Micholta comments and says the reason is because today it's not revealed. Yes, you're right. It's true that Hashem is ruling every moment. He always did. He is and He will. But because it's not revealed to the world there's many, many nations of the world and many Jews even who don't recognize godliness today that he's running and controlling the world and because it's not revealed we don't have yet the right to say Hashem Melech Olam v'ad. we could say Hashem Yimloch Olam Hashem will rule forever and ever. How did the Jews know this? Why is it that when they left Mitzrayim they went through the Kriyat the splitting of the sea they said Hashem will rule forever and ever. How did they know that? Where did they get this conviction from? Today it's not revealed. And they couldn't say, Hashem Olam But they said, Hashem will rule. God will rule forever and ever. There will come a point in time where godliness will be everywhere. Hashem will be supreme. Every nation of the world will recognize Him. How did they know this? And the answer is, because they were on the line to get there. When Hashem split the sea, He showed them where they were going. It says that every person... Wherever they were, when the sea was split, they saw revelations of godliness more than Yichesco, more than the prophet Ezekiel. What they saw was that they're heading to eternity. They saw that, yes, today it's not revealed, but they saw that we had been placed, the Jewish nation had been eternally placed on a line, that this line will take them, guaranteed one day to reach a stage called Hashem Yim L'Och We will get there. They saw that so clearly. And we say this every single day. Every day we say to ourselves again, we are on the path to Hashem Yimloch L'Alam v'ed. We are on the path to Mashiach. We're on the path to becoming connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and bound with Him eternally. The Netziv says a beautiful thing. We say in the davening, Shira chadasha A new song the redeemed people say. And what is this new song that they say? Hashem Yimloch L'Alam v'ed. Hashem will rule forever and ever. And he questions? Why is it a new song? We say it every day. It seems to be that every day we're singing the same song. So why is it that every day in the prayers we say a new song we're going to sing? And then we say the same old song. We say Hashem yimluch l'olam Is it a new song or is it an old song? So I heard from Moshe Shapiro a beautiful, beautiful concept. Exactly what we're saying. It's an old song, but that's what makes it new. Because we're still singing it. Every single day we're further down this rope Than we were yesterday We're going down on this rope But we're still connected And we're still holding on And if we could still say today Hashem yimloch La'lam va'ed That means I'm saying That whatever's going on in the world Wherever we're heading Whatever has happened Whatever position I am on this lifeline On this rope I am still heading back to the same place That my father was I'm still heading back to the same place As all the earlier generations I'm still getting to with conviction Hashem And if I say it again tomorrow From a different vantage point on the rope That's a new song It's the same song But it's because I could sing that same song every day From a new vantage point that's a new song That's a Shirah chadasha. that That's our hope Doesn't matter where we are Just all we have to do is hold on If we hold on We're connected to HaKadosh Baruch We're connected to Eternity We're connected to Ein Sof We're connected to the same thing That our fathers and grandfathers were holding on to Hashem yimloch We're guaranteed to get there All we gotta do is hold on When we hold on There's tikvah There's hope for every Jew Doesn't matter what he did Doesn't matter what's been in the past if we're holding on, we're connected. If we're connected, we're eternal people. There's an amazing thing that if you look in the Targum Unklus, Unklus translates the verse, Hashem Yimlo l'cholam v'ad. In the Shira, the Unklus translates this, Hashem ma'chusei ko'eim l'olam l'olme'omaya. God's kingship is alive today, forever. He goes differently than what it says in the text. We explained before that we don't say his kingship is revealed today because it's not revealed to everybody today. We talk about it in future tense. But the Targum translates it as present tense. He says, Hashem yimloch l'olam va'ed means that God's kingship is revealed today. How could the uncles translate this differently than the verse? And here comes the secret. This is deep. If I'm connected... With a rope, with a line to something which is on the other end, infinite. Even if I'm not there, even if I'm not on the other end of the rope, if I'm holding on to this rope, I have access to it already today. Whatever is at the other end of the rope, if I'm holding on, however many millions of miles away from it I am, whatever is at the end, I have access to it today. It's hard to taste it, it's hard to smell it, it's far away, but if I'm holding on to something we're on the other end of that, is revealed kingship in the whole world, in a certain sense, in a deeper sense, I could already taste that today, because I'm holding on, and I'm connected to it. And if I'm connected to it, it could be far away, but in a certain sense, I have it already today. It's not going to be revealed in the verse, Hashem Yimloch is future, but the Targum is translating it, and he's saying, if you want to go deep, if you're holding on with your connection to God today, You already have Mashiach in your hands today. You're already holding, you're already there, you already got there. It may not be revealed, but in your my private world, we can already taste Mashiach. We can already taste revelation. We can already taste godliness. Because I'm holding on to a world that on the other end of that world is revealed godliness. If I'm holding on, I could draw it to me and I could feel it already today. I can already feel it today. So holding on to the line gives me hope. But deeper than that, not just does it give me hope, it gives me access to what's at the other end of the line already today. One of the most famous verses that we say is, Hashem Malach, Hashem Malach, Hashem Yimloch, L'Olam If we try and understand this verse in the context of what we're saying, this is the entirety of the line. Hashem Malach, Hashem is presently the king today. Hashem Malach, Hashem was, always the king. Hashem Yimloch, Hashem always will be the king. Past, present, and future is the entirety of the line. It starts with a point. It continues with us in the present. And it goes all the way to eternity into the future. That's the line. That's what we're holding on to. Beratius, when God created the world, he created us on a line to get back to where it all came from. We went off it. He took us to Mitzrayim. He took us out of Egypt. and he put us on a new line. And he said, hold on. Eternally, you'll be connected. Doesn't matter. You'll be further and further down the line with every generation, but you're still connected. You're still going to know that you're getting back to the same place that the earlier generations got to. We can bring Mashiach in a way more than the earlier generations because we're so far, but we're still holding on. If we're holding on, we have hope. Not just do we have hope, we can even taste in a very deep way, in a very subtle way, we can taste the future already in the present. Because if the present is connected to the future, that must mean that the future is already hidden in the present, what I'm holding on to today. As long as we hold on, we could always do Teshuvah, just get back, realign ourselves. We have hope and we'll get to the end of the line and we'll be an eternal people with the coming of Mashiach.